So, Ian, be serious. If you had to choose between recording this podcast and reading the Reddit funny section every day, what would you choose? Uh, I'd probably choose Reddit, to tell you the truth. <laughs> I just got off Reddit after being on it for like an hour, and uh, man, that was fun. Yeah, Reddit. Hey, podcast listener, even if you are alone in your entrepreneurial pursuit, know that today, right now in your earbuds, you are joined by thousands of entrepreneurs all around the globe seeking to do the same thing you are. If you want to know more about this program or this podcast or want to get barraged by a lot of annoying pop-ups, check out our website, lifestylebusinesspodcast.com. Yeah, buddy, welcome to the Lifestyle Business Podcast, where we believe building a business is the ideal way to create more freedom and opportunity for you, your family, and those around you today. I am joined, as is per the usual, by my captain, my co-host, a man who, what, what were we going to say this time, Ian? A man who just taught me what a Hoover hand is. Uh, <laughs> may just say it. If you stick around at the end of the episode, I'm going to share with you the most fascinating ebook that I've read in a long, long time. I mean, this ebook doesn't even, this is an incredible read. Let's just move straight on to the news. Ian, I want to remind the listeners a couple quick things. Everybody knows we're doing lifestyle entrepreneurs on Kiva.org. We've got a lot of news, so settle in, grab yourself a Diet Coke. We got that Who Wear section on our website, Ian, which has been pretty cool so far. Uh, we'd like to remind the listeners if you do catch yourself listening uh, to this podcast in a moment when you could take a picture of yourself listening to it. We'd love to see you listening to the podcast somewhere, wherever you are in the world. I'd like to say thank you to listener Dino, Dino from Dino.de blog. He's got a really cool little niche business that has allowed him to travel the world now for many years. And I actually just had lunch with him. We're actually going to hang out later on tonight. Speaking of location, Ian, I'm going to go to Bali on Friday. And it uh, looks like we've secured a home there. Yeah, buddy. Nice place. We've got a pool. I saw the video walkthrough. Did you get a chance to see the video walkthrough? Looks great, yeah? I did not, actually. I was just going to ask you today. Uh, my inbox is just a mess right now. And uh, I know I got the important part done, which was wired the money for the place, but I haven't actually seen the pictures yet. So I'm sure a lot of the content on the Tropical MBA coming up in the future is going to be filmed in that location. And, and we'll probably even upgrade to a nicer place. But anyway, going to Bali, I mean, I think it's going to be huge for our business having this kind of lifestyle destination, point of gravity for smart, interested people who are gassing it, giving a shit, or showing up, and you know everybody's contributing to each other's projects and trying to grow some pretty awesome businesses. Uh, trying to put some commas and zeros behind what we're doing, you know what I'm saying? We uh, finally got that PH Corp uh, pretty much in the bucket. Yeah, you just got a couple more papers to sign. I got a visit with a couple bank managers. Uh, but we'll have a lot to talk about about my experience here the last couple months setting up that corporation. Based on that, we've set up a private forum at Outsourcing the Philippines. And that is just the first of sort of a long litany of information products that we're going to be launching this year that we've been talking about for a long, long time. And so today's episode, we're going to talk about a quick philosophical element about marketing your information businesses and what we've learned by observing other people and by selling information products ourselves. And then we're also going to walk you through the infrastructure that we pulled together because we've been working on this for a bunch of weeks with some really smart people and the infrastructure is quite complicated. So we're just going to pull back the curtains on that and actually just get into the nuts and bolts. So, you know, we'll start off with the philosophical part. And if you're not interested in membership sites or information products, 
or software solutions, then you know you can flip off the episode and go get back to your hustle, 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 make your cold calls. But I do want to share that openly on the podcast today because I think it's good information. So anyway, we've got now two private forums, one at the Tropical MBA and one at the Outsourcing Forum, and we're going to be opening them up to the public pretty shortly. Speaking of private forums, that smart used car guide site, man, I know you've been jamming on me to get that thing up. Uh, you just flipped another car, man. I'm kind of sad to see this one go. Do you want to tell the story of the car that you just uh, made a banging profit off of? Sure, yeah. It was the uh, it was your hot rod when you were in town here in San Diego. It was a Cherry 92 Mustang LX 5.0. Got it like a whopping 15 miles to the gallon. But it was super cool. You know, I used to have one of these cars when I was much younger. And uh, I always wanted another one. So I uh, found this one, and it was Cherry. Wait, wait, back up a second. Back up a second, car guy, and indulge us. But it was a white car. So what do you mean by cherry? When you say cherry, it, it refers to the condition. So cherry is like the same thing as mint. Mint is pretty much perfect. This is some kind of sexual reference, isn't it? <laughs> right. It was pretty much in perfect condition. This is, a fam- this is a family show. Is this a family show? I don't think we've ever made a decision whether this is a family show or not. I think for the most part I don't it think is. it's... <laughs> okay. <laughs> The car had a cherry on top. Yeah, it was a really nice car. And uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun driving it, but uh, it was time to see it go. Ready to move on to something else. Yeah, I made a, made a couple Gs off this one, actually. Fantastic. This is a, one of the few cars. I mean, I've seen you probably go through this process, four or five cars, but this one was really interesting because you got an incredible margin on it. I think it was cool case study, too, because you know we had the program, the Smart Used Car Guide, which will be up in a few weeks like 100% articulated at this point, and you followed it to a T, and then you went and made a bunch of money. And we drove a really cool car. That was the most fun of the whole whole shebang, was driving this 5.0 around. <laughs> yeah, and I think one of, the, one of the biggest testaments to the system actually has to do with who I sold it to. I sold this car to a guy that runs a Mustang shop. So an enthusiast and a guy that knows these cars up and down probably even more than I do. And I got my asking price for it. So he didn't pay a dollar less than I was asking. So I think that was one of the more interesting parts of the whole uh, deal. You know, one thing I've been thinking a lot about as the Tropical MBA, I mean, you know, we've gotten, again, the fifth semester is open right now, for those of you who don't know. The quality of people applying keeps going up despite the anti-cells. It's mind-numbing every time we do this. And I feel like the onus is now on us to take that whole enterprise to the next level in terms of, if people are willing to work for us for the relationship and the mentorship. And by the way, Ian, I just want to say something about mentorship. We talk a lot about on the phone, me and you privately, about things that we value that aren't monetizable or they're not money. You can't just represent everything with money. Money isn't the end of everything that we're doing here. And one thing that I've always really valued in my life, when I went to high school, that didn't really resonate with me. Even when I went to university, that didn't really resonate with me. What always resonated with me was learning from people that I respected. And I think that what we've done with the Tropical MBA is we've created this mentorship model. And it's always been my favorite way to learn. And it's just such an exciting process to not only be a mentor for a lot of the people that are signing up for the Tropical MBA, but to have that sort of jettison us into new mentoring relationships ourselves. Me and you are both enjoying spending a good deal of time with people that are much more talented than we are. And in part, doing um, the Tropical MBA has helped us do that. So I just want to take a pause and just say, you know, there's a lot of people out there on the internet talking about buy my five-part 
system and process and then you're off to the races or whatever but I never bought that stuff. I'm never into that. I don't believe it. I believe in relationships and I so 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 look forward to our premium training programs because I think it's going to be about buying yourself into a relationship with people that are like you. You know, that to me, that mentorship, that relationship, those are the things that are high bandwidth. Those are the things that create success in my life. And I think everybody's different, you know? Um, But for me, it's always been about these relationships. And I just look at all these people in our extended network now, Ian, and it's like none of them are going to fail. You know, you look at guys like David Berger and you look at guys like who just cut a, a huge business deal. You look at Sean Ogle, who's fucking, who's absolutely going to crush it with his next project and, I mean, make an incredible business out of it. These guys, there's no way they're going to fail. There's no way because the network won't let them fail. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. To me, that really is so hugely valuable. This summer, we're going to find a way, mark my words, to package that and have a virtual training. There's no question because, and it's going to be an application process. You know, it's not just going to be anybody who wants to buy the program because I think we got to back it up on our end with that relationship. If we're going to be offering relationships, you know, we got to be willing to back that up. You can't just give it to anybody. You know, you have to, it has to be a two-way street kind of thing. We've been talking for the last year about kind of this product and we just haven't been able to really articulate it until recently because we didn't want to do like a, a five-part step system because we just don't think that people are really going to succeed from that. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. I mean, part of it is like Dino was asking me, he was like, you know, aren't you worried about it being time intensive on your business and stuff? And I'm, I'm like, no, like we do this for free all the time. This is what we do. Like there's nothing on the planet that I enjoy more than hanging out with other entrepreneurs. So um, I think that uh, I'm just so excited. I mean, in part, the Bali house represents this, but creating these points of gravity, there's one thing that I think the cohesive glue in our audience might be loneliness. A little bit sad at this point. It's ambition, but there is that element of loneliness, Ian, where people, they're seeking out to independent media to find people that they feel like they can relate to. It's like, okay, you know, you see guys like Dan, uh, me and you, and then you hear about people in our network like Sean and Sean from Bad Lads and, and all these people that we sort of run with, Chris from My Egg Noodles, and it's like, wow, these these guys are really doing things that I want to do too, or I'm doing stuff like that, or I could offer them things. Now what? You know, well, we've got then the private membership forums and, and hopefully what we're going to be able to have is actually physical, you know, places where we can get together and meet up. And obviously that's on the schedule too. So I'm pinching myself. I'm pinching myself about the way that this stuff has worked out. I mean, tomorrow morning I'm getting on an airplane. I'm going to show up to a home that we are in possession of that has a pool that has our employees living in it. And there are entrepreneurs from all around the planet flying in to meet up with us there. It feels like it's just sort of come up out of the woodwork, you know? I think people just want to get together. They want to share information. They want to feel that communion because it can be lonely when you go down this path for so long and you're so focused on on growing these types of businesses. And then to, to actually meet with these people and to start partnerships with them. I know that many entrepreneurs, they judge the success of their business based on the numbers, the commas and the zeros. And, you know, we say those things for credibility's sake, but... For me, this audience, this small audience that listens to this podcast is like, it's worth the world to me. So anyway, it's just brought so many great things into our life. And I I hope that that will continue. Yeah. Speaking of respect, episode 60, booyah. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. Okay. So why don't we move on to the meat and potatoes then? 
we're going to talk about two different things this episode. The first thing is Ian and I just want to give a little bit of background on content business because the number one hottest model on the internet right now for entrepreneurs who want to create a lifestyle business on the internet is by far and away content marketing. Um, and so I want to make a few comments about that because obviously we do that and I'm, I'm confident we're going to be successful at that stuff. And I'm also confident in some things that aren't working out there. And so I want to talk a little bit about that. Let's talk a little bit about this content gen model. First, what is it? All right. So, so Ian, I was watching an episode of the marketing show with Clay Collins. If you don't know who Clay Collins is, he's cool because he's kind of our age, but he's, he's like a successful sort of Frank Kern-esque internet marketer. And I think what Clay is set apart from a lot of the other guys in that he's pretty transparent and he's really sharp. You know, he's like, he's kind of like Tim Ferriss sharp. And uh, he's always sort of been a star ever since he first came out with his, his blog, uh, you know, sort of back when we got started. He was one of the first bloggers I started reading. Uh, anyway, so he has this new show called The Marketing Show, and he had this great segment about unethical marketing and unclear marketing. And he's taking aim at a lot of people. I've seen this kind of thing a lot. I help small businesses grow. This relates to this content marketing. Essentially what you do is you choose a niche. So in my case, let's say hypothetically, I want to be a small business consultant. And so I put my bio and I say, I help, help small businesses grow. And then I start blogging about ways that small businesses can grow uh, via their social media presence or whatever. And then I just do that and do that and do that. And, and eventually I get a thousand people that are following me after God knows how long. And then what I do then is I launch a product or I survey them and I say, what do you guys want? Do you want to learn how to use Twitter or whatever? And if they say yes, then I go make a product and do a launch and all. And so this is how we're all clear right. on this business model. This is, this is not news to anybody. But what's interesting, I think, Ian, is this idea of these vague marketing messages. And Clay's point is like, if you leave yourself uh, open, like I help small businesses grow, first off, you're lying in some weird way because you're allowing the, the prospect to project onto you. So if you say I help small businesses grow and like Ian, you have a million dollar business right now, that's technically a small business. Um, but probably this person isn't going to be able to help you grow. Yeah, it's not it's not specific enough for my needs. I mean, I think it's important for you to put yourself in the person's seat that might be purchasing your your services and think, well, like when I read that, I think, well, yeah, there's a million ways to help our business grow, but like how could you possibly know what it is? You know, and what am I going to do? Like come to you and and say like I've got a small business and I need it to grow? I mean, Chances are you're a specialist at something. Maybe you help small businesses grow through cart conversions. And you have a extremely high success rate. Maybe you every every site you touch you can increase the cart conversions by twenty percent. That's amazing. You know, that's great. So like why not advertise that? Why not say I increase cart conversions? Because that's something that I can sink my teeth into. Yeah, and I'll tell you exactly why people don't do that, because they're scared to. They think that by saying I'll help you save two hundred dollars a month on your AdWords account, that they're cutting themselves out of all this other business. But it's exactly the opposite because the truth is is that if you just help small businesses grow, there's no way that you can assign credibility to that. Unless you're sort of a brand, right? And let's face it, if you put personal before brand, you're not a brand. Dave Ramsey is a brand. Tony Robbins is a brand. You are not a brand. And so you got to get Dan Kennedy on it. You got to get really focused, really granular. 
And I think a lot of people, they come up and they, this is like the most common way to describe yourself. And I think that's why Clay has taken aim at it. And we're talking about this. I think it's a highly unsuccessful way to market yourself with these sort of vague, general kind of things. I'm not going to trust you. And, and here's the problem sometimes I'm seeing with this is a lot of these people will build an audience. But the problem is, is that they'll often build an audience with people who don't actually trust them as a product person or because there is this element of actually like just hanging out on the blogosphere and like, you know, you're a business coach, I'm a business coach, so let's like support each other's blogs or whatever. Your audience might not actually be a buying audience. They might not actually trust you. And you know, what are you going to trust the person with? Like, my job is to help my business grow. Like, I'll hire you if you're the AdWords guy, or I'll hire you if you're the copywriting conversion guy. So tell me about that. But don't tell me about general business growth, you know? Right. And you see this, too, with personal development. I mean, personal development is another huge life coaching. Like, there's a lot of this kind of thing going on. And I think if you can drill down your marketing message uh, to be more specific, you're going to be much more successful. Let me give you another example. Maybe you've thought of this one too. You know when you go to like an expo or like a trade show or something like that, there's there's always two guys, right? There's the guy with the hood, right? And it's got some deep scratches in the hood and he's got some kind of like rubbing compound. And he shows you like how this compound can get any scratch out. Or there's the guy with a knife and the knife like cuts through anything. So he's got like steel pipe there. He's got bread, you know, typical infomercial products, right? But... If the rubbing compound was sitting by itself, and if the knife that cuts through anything was sitting by itself without a demonstration, like there's no way I would even consider buying that knife. You know, what is this like world's strongest knife cuts through anything? No demonstration. Yeah, right. I want to see this thing work. So that's why they've got the guy there demonstrating how the knife cuts. So you've got to be the guy that's demonstrating what you can do. If you're just standing there next to uh, a pile of knives um, without anything to demonstrate on saying it's the world's sharpest knife, like go get some wood, start cutting it, you know? Yeah. And you know, in our case, like, I mean, I know some, some of the people like in my normal life who don't maybe think of me as Dan, the entrepreneur, they think of me as like Dan, the guy I've always known. I think sometimes um, they might look at the sidebar of our site and see that we have a revenue figure there. And they might think that that's tacky. And maybe to most people that's tacky, but my hope is that, and I'm interested in your feedback to this audience, when we say that, it's not about bragging, it's, it's, it's very matter of fact. Like, if you want to listen to these guys, we want to let you know in business terms what we're up to. And I think that's, to me, I mean, I think credibility is so critical, especially in these content marketing businesses. And it, it, it's tricky because, you know, it's easy to be thinking that you're building an audience that sees you as credible when you're not. And I've seen a lot of that because of the social nature of the web. I think if you really uh, want to be, um, you know, a big star and make a good living online, you're going to have to do better than that. And, you know, and this is the real tricky part, but you're going to have to do something that makes you credible. And even if that's something small at the beginning, it's better than being vague about nothing. Even if that is like I manage this kind of AdWord account at this kind of dollar rate, and these are the kinds of results we're seeing, I think that that's the kind of specificity that allows people to succeed. That's the kind of realism that allows people to succeed. You know, if, if you're a, you know, do you, do you see what I'm getting at here? I mean, I think you gotta, Absolutely. you gotta yeah. do stuff that makes you uh, credible.
You know, at the Tropical MBA, you look at the incredibly engaged audience that we receive from that, the high-level entrepreneurs that work for us. It's like we're putting our money where our mouth is there. We're actually doing something that gives us the credibility, you know. And I believe that there are blogs with audiences that five, six, seven times the size of Tropical MBA that aren't as valuable because of that fact. And I think that that's important. The same thing if you look at our other businesses. Smart Use Car Guide. Well, we actually have the numbers, the facts, the figures uh, to back up that this is a real program that actually works for people. Same thing with um, when you look at Outsource the Philippines. Wouldn't write that blog if I wasn't living in the Philippines. So sometimes, you know, a lot of people in the fake it till you make it thing, they're leading with their words. Well, why not lead with your actions? You know, instead of writing blog posts for three months, why not go do something that's worth talking about and then come back and use that as your credibility? If you're feeling insecure about the things that you've accomplished, I mean, I, a lot of people do. They undervalue that and they see, you know, people out there in the startup sphere raising millions of dollars. And it's like, who's going to care that I optimize an AdWords account for $200? Well, my hand just went up. And you've seen I've already mentioned it four times because I got to do AdWords this afternoon. So, I mean, I think that, um, you know, people really undervalue the kinds of credibility indicators that they can put forward. Big businesses, they need small things. They need people that are credible in specific. It's the same with all different kinds of industries. So if you're just getting started out, I would really encourage you to be hyper-specific about what it is you can accomplish. Now, if you look at more internet marketing stuff, the people that are hyper-specific are the most successful as well. And I think of Chris Gillibo as a fine example of somebody who's an internet marketer, straight up. He came out, he said, I'm going to make money by telling you how I make money. But he was hyper-specific about how he was going to do it and how he was going to be remarkable and what was going to be unique about it. And he crushed it. And so he didn't come out there saying, I'm Chris Gillibo, and my role in life is to make you live a passionate life or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, rare example, though. He's a rare example. Exactly. And he's the rare success. So, okay, I don't want to linger on this point too much, but if you're planning on doing a content business where you build up an audience and you sell them products, I would encourage you to be extraordinarily specific and to really rack on credibility. And to go ask key people, go ask key people, here's the kind of thing I'm trying to solve. Am I clear about that? Number one. And number two, do you find me credible? What are some things that I could do that would build credibility? And here's the thing. You're going to have to provide a lot more credibility than you're going to provide in your product in the sense that you have to overcome so much in order to get people to pull out that credit card and buy from you. So just having sort of a mediocre amount of credibility isn't going to cut it, especially given that there's hundreds of other people out there hawking products. So you're going to have to have an incredible level of credibility in order to sell to a decent audience. It's going to put a six-figure income in your bank account, which is what we're going for here, right? Absolutely, man. And I think I've said absolutely about 10 times this show, but I just agree with you. Moving on to the pros and cons of the content model. I'll tell you, the biggest con with the content model with me is that, you know, it's difficult to figure out what failure and success is. You know, and I think that that's... It's a tricky thing. I mean, I see a lot of people failing for a long time in content and you know that it's not going to work out for them and they don't know that about themselves. And, and whereas with the hard goods product or, you know, a more direct services or something like that, you know exactly where you're at. So I think you can do a lot of self-deception with content. I think you can waste a lot of time with content. So that's another problem. Say you're on a self-deceptive path. I've talked about this when I said don't write a blog. It's like, you know, I just invested so, 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 so much time in this blog, going the complete wrong direction. And yeah, I mean, you can look back on that, Ian, and like rationalize it, like just like everybody does and say, well, I'm the person I am today and I'm glad I did it and stuff. But yeah, come on, that's BS. Like if you would have been more strategic, you'd have a business right now 
be traveling the world. You'd have a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? And, and like instead, what you have is a blog that like gave you some amount of personal growth or something. So I think that to me is what I'm seeing a lot of. And I rack a lot about that. I don't want to be a racker. I love the content model because I love information. I love how speedy it is. And I'm seeing so many people wanting to rally around these communities. Like when we look at our communities, Ian, the Tropical MBA Inner Circle, the Tropical MBA interns and alumni, the all the guys that are doing business in the Philippines, they want to, they're willing to get on airplanes to meet up with each other because of what we're doing. I think that that's powerful. And I think the ability to pull together products on the fly and survey your, your clients is absolutely beautiful. It's nuts. It's incredible. But you have to be clear to yourself, are you somebody that's going to be seen as credible? And to be strategic about that, because there's a lot of people out there that have a lot of credibility. And if you're competing with those people, you're going to have to give people compelling reasons to go with you over everybody else. To me, I think that that's the downside of the content model. You got anything to add to that? I think that pretty much says it. Let me do this though, Ian, because I want to walk the listeners really quickly through some of the software that we're going to be using for our membership sites. And just to go over them quickly, our membership sites are going to be in order of launch, outsourced to the Philippines.com. I won't go through the price points right now. We'll do that in future episodes. The next one is going to be expatperspectives.com slash Bali. So that's going to be an expat guide to living and working in Bali. The next one is going to be smartusedcarguide.com. And that's going to be your pet project. And that's a really exciting one. In fact, I think that that has a lot of market potential. And then, of course, fourth and final, after we get all these out the door, we're going to do the tropical MBA class. So it's going to be rather than just you know paying one intern to work with us directly, we're going to do a broad range of people, application only, that can work with us over, say, the course of a semester, 12 weeks, invest some money of theirs, invest in a relationship with us, and then we'll work with them one-on-one vis-a-vis our employees and all our resources to help grow their business, depending on where they're at. So these are the four sites that we're pulling together. And of course, we had to determine the infrastructure for all that. Of course, at the very core level, we've got our corporation in California. Now we've got our corporation in the Philippines. Initially, we'll be running this out of California, but eventually we'll probably move this stuff offshore, especially as we, me and you, start to spend more time in Asia. Here's a few of the things that we're going to be using. We're going to be using WordPress. A lot of community sites are actually run on stuff like Drupal, Ian, but WordPress is much more robust than it was even a year ago. I think it's the ideal platform, and there's plenty of plugins that you can sort of put into WordPress that allow you to have some of those community features that are built into Drupal. WordPress is just much easier to work with. There's a bigger development community. It's cheaper, and it's not just a sort of confusion circus when you get into the back end of the site. I find Drupal to be not only a headache to work with, but it's a liability because you can screw things up pretty easily. And we've done that in the past. And listeners are well aware of our Google dings and duplicate content issues. So we're going to use WordPress. We're going to host it at Bluehost. Never had a problem with Bluehost. They're cheap. They have unlimited storage, unlimited domains. Can't go wrong with Bluehost. So every one of our membership sites is going to have a forum. And so this is a big question for us is which forum software to use. The cleanest, simplest forum software, sort of a modern-looking interface, we're going to use Vanilla Forums. So I recommend that. That's open-source, free software. Now, all this stuff needs to go behind a paywall. Basically, a membership site, say on Outsource the Philippines, I post a big blog post, but there's like sensitive information about incorporating at the end. I might want to put that information behind a paywall. If you want to see this information that cost me $10,000 to get, you're going to give me a little bit of change, buddy. And the way that you do this is you get a plug-in called A-Member. 
Now, there's a bunch of competitors to AMEMBER, notably Wishlist. But Wishlist, the reason we didn't go with it is it doesn't have as much functionality. So we really want a fully function site that we can put paywalls around all this stuff. And so AMEMBER is what we went with. The reason, you know, you can't use eJunkie for this stuff. So we've been using eJunkie. Can't use that. And part of the issue is, is you need to have recurring payments. So eJunkie essentially works as a... Am I putting you to sleep here? No, and when you say recurring payments, you want to be able to bill people on a monthly basis without having to run their credit card again. Right, and so what you need is you need a merchant banking partner. A merchant banking partner is somebody who can run credit cards for you, right? Through PayPal, this service costs $30 a month, but the recurring payment thing costs an extra $30 a month. We had to get off of eJunkie, which is a digital delivery service. We're going to do premium services through PayPal, which is what we use on our hard goods side of the business. E-Junkie is just a tad bit easier to use, you know, especially if you want to set up like affiliate programs and stuff. But we absolutely got to do this one on our own. So we went with PayPal. One final thing I want to share with the audience that been just a fantastic plugin for us. Everybody's familiar with a squeeze page. A squeeze page is like, hey, I'm Dan. Like, here's a really cool video. And if you want the other videos or my free ebook or whatever, I need your email address. Basically, you don't need to reinvent the wheel if you go out and get this product called Optimize Press. It's basically a plugin that offers you a theme for your squeeze pages. And it's really cool because it's easy to plug in the content, plug in your videos, and you've got this really professional-looking squeeze page. Even like if you mouse over the video, so if you want to put the video behind the squeeze page, it'll have like a little like, oh, you can't watch this video yet until you give me the... You know, it's very professional. Optimized Press is like $100. We'll have that affiliate link on our blog if you want to check it out. Or you can just go Google search it. Or we could say... Go to a lifestylebusinesspodcast.com slash our landing page thingy. <laughs> That's an internet marketing joke. I'm sorry. I'm such a nerd. Let me just explain one more thing about Optimized Press that is fascinating. It also has themes for sales pages. And as you know, I'm a huge fan of long-form sales pages. And not like hypey, scammy stuff, but for example, our Philippines site to start is going to be like $300 a year to be a member. This is $300 a year. That's a lot of freaking money. Of course, like I expect that people have read my blog and they like know who I am and stuff, but I'm not just assuming that they're just going to chunk out $300. Anyway, I shouldn't be assuming that everybody who comes to my sales page wants to have read all my blog, number one, or has even gotten there because of that. So my affiliates, for example, could be sending people to my sales page cold. You really need to do a good job of thoroughly explaining the benefits of your product, and that's what sales pages allow you to do. You can have testimonials automatically inputted. Benefits automatically inputted, video, uh, all these things are laid out in a really clean way. Everything goes down to the buy now button. So it takes away sort of the form of your blog and gives you one of these really clean, really professional looking sales pages. So I recommend Optimize Press to set up those squeezes. So all the landing pages basically for your product rollout. These are actually the nuts and bolts infrastructure that we're going to be using. Two other things we're going to have, we're going to continue to use AWeber as our mailing list software, which is sort of the de facto standard for internet marketers nowadays. And uh, one thing we got to figure out, and if you can help us out with this, is we're not going to launch these programs with affiliates. But eventually, within the next month or two, we're going to have to figure out how to manage our affiliate. I would love to do a deal with fellow bloggers who love our product, for example. Someone who maybe made some money off of your car product and said, hey, that's great. I want to share that with my audience. Well, we need to give them the option to make money off of that. And so that's one final thing that we've got to work into this whole infrastructural equation. 
but we're going to put that off a little bit. So we're learning this as we go. And, you know, if we would have done this a year ago, this set of software would have been different. You know, Vanilla is emerging as a, as a real competitor with vBulletin for the forums. You know, the A member wishlist thing is always like a constant horse race. And obviously, Optimize Press has just been blowing up this year. So these are definitely things that are happening right now. You can see, by the way, we're sort of pulling this together with duct tape that this is a great opportunity. Bloggers like myself and Ian, we want to create robust communities for the people that follow us. Man, what a great opportunity, Ian, to provide bloggers with ways to monetize their communities easier. The same problem isn't probably going to exist in the next couple of years. But uh, I just think it's really cool that we were able to outline this list of like kind of what's current right now, April 2011, and what's working. And you know what? Like a lot of people are charging huge dollars for this list that we just rattled off. I'm happy that we were able to kind of compile all this information and share with everyone for free, you know, what this list looks like. The other thing about this is exciting to me, Ian, is that I've never really been a big forum like community kind of guy. I've been a part of a few forums and stuff, but, you know, just recently we started two of our own forums, and I'm having so much fun. I'm actually just really looking forward to taking it to the next level and, yeah, having it be a little bit more time-intensive, you know? Poor me, I have to interact with more cool people and more entrepreneurs. What a bummer. So let's move on to the quick tips, tricks, and or funny joke section. Well, that's a bit of a marathon episode. If you stuck around to the end, got something really special to share with you. I found this via Sebastian Marshall's blog, and I'll link to the post where he put it up. He actually found it through vis-a-vis another blog, but basically some blogger summarized the apparently very long and very boring biography of Rockefeller called Titan. And of course, Rockefeller is an interesting guy, very quirky, very unique. And of course, I guess if you adjust it for time, he's like the richest guy ever. You know, he had the biggest empire that's ever been built by sort of a human being. And it's really fascinating to get into the inside of his mind, at least for, it's, it's a short summary. And basically what the author does is summarizes the character traits that he had and then gave a few anecdotes about those character traits afterwards. So it's light reading, it's popcorn reading, it's very fun, it's very inspiring. You start to look at your habits, your life, and say, are there some things that I could do that would create better results? So. Absolutely. This is a great read, and we'll put it up on the blog for you to download. I think the one thing that came out of reading this from me was just simply one word, and that's discipline. This dude had so much discipline. It was just ridiculous the way he ran his life. It's that concept of creating rules for yourself and holding yourself to standards. Whereas I think the people who are less experienced, they feel like that restricts their freedom. But I think wiser people, people that are a little bit farther down the path, they always look at discipline as an opportunity for freedom. Hey, designing with constraint is always much easier design. And on that note, I'm so glad that we don't have time for your iPhone photo camera app. It's okay, man. It can wait till next week. Well, hey, I'll tell you what can't wait till next week, Ian, is you guys going out there and making a cold call. And Ian and I will be good on that promise, too. We'll go do our own. Thanks for joining me, Ian. I'll see you next week. Booyah. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Don't be shy. We've got a mailing list, lifestylebusinesspodcast.com. Go there, get yourself signed up, and we'll keep you up to date on everything.